in a vast abandoned library on the borders of civilization. Matthew and Eric find themselves trapped and lost with little hope of escape, surrounded by nothing but the esoteric books of definitely real authors. They resolve to do all that they can do. Read. This is Lost in Narration. Hey, buddy, it's Sam. Um, like the song? No, I don't know it. Me neither. It's, it's, uh, I only know it from, from another, another podcast. I've been really sad lately. Is it because we haven't? spoken in approximately three weeks we've been staring at each other in silence in the library well it's been a while but (laughs) I guess what's like gotten me down is that I just I don't have a reason to be here anymore you know you mean you mean in the library yeah Mm -hmm. that was a tentative a tentative yeah that was a tentative, yeah, for sure. Um, but I'll go with it so as not to steer us down a, a far darker path. Um, well, you know why we're here, man. We're we're here to read all these lovely, lovely books that all have unique, What's unique the point? traits. Huh? What's the point, though? In reading? Reading. Listening. Talking. All of it. Anything. At this point, I just... Okay. I have nothing... So you're okay. All right. So you're right. You're spiraling into a a pit of despair. Um. You know what? I, I pit of depression. Yeah. Since huh? we, since we got trapped in here, I I I've been expecting this. Um. And I Why? I uh, I I've actually been preparing for it. What have you prepared? Allow me to bring up my Google Doc here, and I'll just share it with. I'll just uh, okay. You should have the link there. That should have worked. That should have worked. If you just go on and get the link there, click. All right, I'll click it. Mm Mhm. Yes. I I don't need the running commentary, but um, did you did you click it? Did it work? Did the Google? Yeah, it's working. It is working. It's loading. It's loading. It's loading. Loaded. It's loaded. Okay. Yeah. So it actually worked because this is a, a first for me. What is this? Um, okay, so you see at the top there if you read out <laughs> Yeah. If you okay. read out if you read out number one on the list there, that'll that'll give you that'll give us a good um a good uh a good shout of what the rest of the of the, of the list is gonna be. Sure. Uh number one, Eric is probably sad if you're reading this, so time to pick it back up. Uh yeah. Uh so number two called me an it. Yeah. <laughs> I believe I was talking about a croissant that I had recently dropped on the floor. Um it was kind of my stream of consciousness oh. slipping into the rating. Um okay. yeah. So actually fun fact I once wrote a novel, but two pages in I, I uh I just something caught my eye, a bird caught my eye and the and the the three hundred and forty remaining pages were just about the about the bird. Yeah, you look like the type of person that a bird would catch their eye. Yeah, well, I yeah, no, I guess I did say that the bird caught my eye. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, those crows, they'll uh, they'll they'll eat anything. <laughs> I was trying to be mean to you. Yeah, no, well, I was implying that a crow ate my eye, so I really feel like I'm yeah. I'm as low as I'll ever as I'll ever go. 
Number four, you'll notice is, um, and don't worry, don't worry about two or three. Um, number four is, I'm sure you heard the recent, the recent news about the passing no. of Bob Dole. He's dead. Yeah, no. Oh my god, I'm so glad I get to break this news to you. He's finally, he's finally yeah. gone, man. You're your arch nemesis after all these Actually, years. Yeah. That really does cheer my jib yeah and i really i really appreciate you bringing that to me it's unfortunately not helping right now i think well you said it cheered your jib so i figured that meant that well no you'd think that it meant that i was like happy but i'm kind of like still pretty sad so the expression cheered your jib i mean i guess it's fair because you seem to have made up that expression so it doesn't have to mean anything any of my preconceived notions of what Cheered it's like an air expression, yeah. An air expression, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. And it just basically means that you're 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 remaining to be sad, is what it means. It doesn't mean you're cheered. The cheer is deceiving right. in the in the expression. Right. It's like I'm happy, but I'm also sad, yeah. and I'm kind of mad about everything else. Yeah. Well, you know I what, man? You hear my stomach growl. <laughs> I couldn't, but you know who could? Who? God explain number five god is all around do you think that this is like this list is cheering me up so far you skipped two and three by the way like there is none written yeah no i couldn't i couldn't think of a two i couldn't think of a three so i just skipped right to four jesus christ chew Um, on that logic yeah for sure yeah. yeah i don't really i don't know how the i don't know how number five is helping me um, I'm glad you asked. So you've heard of God, right? He has three superpowers in the X Men universe. He has omnip- omnipotence, which is he's all knowing. Mm-hmm. He has omniscience. Wait, no, fuck. Omnipotence is he is always fertile. Uh, omniscience is he knows all, all trivia. <laughs> he knows when everyone's fertile. He's, <laughs> he knows all general trivia like he'd do well. He wouldn't win who wants to be a marinara, but he'd get far on it. And he also knows yeah. when everyone is, is fertile. So he does well in the, in the mating game for sure. Uh, as third super pair flying those are pretty good powers he doesn't get much mileage out of the flying one because he's he's normally just i mean he's (laughs) where does he have to normally on land yeah if you were god would you get would you be would you get bored (laughs) i guess yeah like being on nipton is pretty like always being fertile, that's always pretty like stressful. Yeah. How do you? What do you mean by that? <laughs> Elaborate on that. I mean, like it'd be like it hard. It's hard. I mean, it'd be it's like not really necessarily hard always to... hard. <laughs> I don't think you know what fertile means. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> not necessarily always hard. Yeah, but um... it comes with the territory. 
<laughs> What's the next one? <laughs> Literally. Um, number six. Eat some sticks. You want me to eat some sticks to be happier? Yeah, and they rhyme as well, no, for sure. Um, basically, yeah. here's here's a way to look at it. If you have you ever you I mean you you've eaten food before, right? Yeah. So long imagine, time ago, for yeah, sure. Long time ago. <laughs> All right, number <laughs> seven. <laughs> Number seven. <laughs> That's my favorite bit that you do when you just say something and then go, all right. <laughs> Otherwise known as giving up. <laughs> uh, number seven. God in heaven. So another one. So the same as five. I'm sure, yeah, it's the same as five. It's a repeat. It's a yeah. rerun. Next one. Just keep listing them off. Number eight. I'm late. I'm late. I'm late. For a very important date with the queen. How is how is this cheering me up? It's her funeral. She's fucking. Do you dead. think that would cheer me up? Are we on number nine now? I think so. We are, yeah. Because the last one was, the last one was I'm late. I'm late for a very important date with the queen, and it was her funeral. The queen's funeral, yeah. The queen's, yeah, the queen's funeral, funeral for sure. And isn't yeah. that the most important date of all? This isn't even about me anymore. You like went away from me being sad. Are these not cheering up? Are these not turning your friend upside 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 clown? No, they're they're turning my frown inside gown. Inside get inside gowns inside me. Who? <laughs> you haven't heard. <laughs> you haven't heard of me. Is your last your last name is Gown? No, well, I own a, a store of of gowns. Well, I'm inside there, so my friend is inside the gowns. Yeah. The gown store. Okay. You want to read number 10 or no? Number 10, let's read a book inside of a hen. That doesn't make any sense. Do you think that we're in a hen right now? Uh, Yeah, well, that's the whole premise of our lives. We're, we're reading books. We're stuck, in a, we're stuck in a hen. You're... You've gotten dumber lately. If if we had someone in like the past three weeks, the past three weeks, yeah, the three weeks in which we didn't we didn't speak, yeah, I digressed off screen, off page, yeah, <laughs> regressed for sure. Regressed. What's the difference between digressed and regressed? Digressed is, I guess, if you if you die whilst. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> do you not know actually or uh uh oh um re- digressed <laughs> is is when you you digress during conversation uh otherwise right. known as <laughs> otherwise known as lost in narration um and then otherwise regress. known as not what you did off screen because it doesn't for make sure, sense <laughs> for sure for sure you know what <laughs> i should just shorten both to grass so i'll always be right i grassed as well. yeah for sure no one listens to this shit anyways. Um, <laughs> I guess we could read a book and that might like help my mental state for a little bit. Why? You seem to loathe them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll plummet for sure during, after, and before. Do you want to read a fucking book? Yeah. Okay. What are you... Sorry. You, what are you... What's the... Uh, what, what's the big you got there called? And is that a good pun or a bad pun or... <laughs> it's fine. 
It's mm. called Scarecrows. Eh. Lacey Leftfield gestures with her hands to calm the crowd. She leans into the microphone. Now, please, everyone, I know Dick Clark storming on stage and announcing that he faked his death all those years ago is exciting, but we really need to get back to the reason we're all here today. Anti-cremation. Moira, if you could come back up. Moira Meanweave tosses her beer on the ground and it smashes. What? Jesus Christ, Moira, you're drinking? It's my cheat day. Moira returns to the crowd and winks. And that applies to my marriage, too. This is being broadcast live to millions of people. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> 60 miles away, Moira's husband sits with he and Moira's eight-month-old daughter on his lap, watching the TV. I'm leaving your mother. His daughter nods. Of course. Back at the protest, Moira begrudgingly accepts her microphone. Right, <clears throat> let's do this shit. <laughs> Please stop cursing. You, you learned your lanes? I'll fucking improvise it. Alright, let's go. Uh, uh, hey, Lacey, have you heard of a little thing called cremation? I, I have, yeah. Pretty cool, huh? What? No, no. No, uh, not cool. Bad. For the environment, for, for all... But the nice man on the TV told me that cremation is good. That cremation is the best choice, dead or alive. Are you telling me that that was all just propaganda? Why, yes, Moira. Lots of people don't even think about this, but... <laughs> I could do with a propaganda that... Shocking. <laughs> it's really good stuff. It's really good stuff. Lacey, if cremation isn't the best way to respectfully get rid of bodies, what is? I'm really glad you asked. Folks, there are many alternatives to cremation, and we'd like to take today to pitch some to you, and if we have time, maybe even take a few suggestions from the crowd. Alternative to cremation? Sounds radical. Not even. While the methods we're about to suggest might seem out of left field, Lacey or otherwise, they're more than worth giving a chance when considering their effect they'll have on preventing climate change. Huh. Sounds like terrorism. Nope, not terrorism, just alternatives to cremation. And how are you proposing we test these radical alternatives? By breaking into schools and kidnapping our nation's children? The crowd gasps. What? No, doesn't even slightly correlate. I'm just saying, if we wanted to test cremation alternatives, wouldn't it make sense to break into schools and kidnap our nation's children, and then try out these alternatives on living children? I, I don't know how we got here. To the protest? Steam train. <laughs> <laughs>
for me. You go here by steam train for the climate crisis protest. Whatever. I um I think it's time we get to our first cremation alternative. Are, are you ready, folks? The crowd is doing other things. <laughs> Cool, alright, so first off we have Pale. What's that? What's there to that? It's it's pale, it's pale of bodies. Okay, 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 okay. I'm picking up what you're putting down. So we're just sort of stacking them? Correct. What's the big deal with corpses anyway? Who says we have to destroy them or hide them underground? I don't think we bury bodies to hide them. Although Pretty good horror premise. Am I write that one down? We're just leaving them out. I think I'm into this. Communities could compete, you know, to stack their corpses the highest. Right, yeah, I, I can picture people getting really into that. I can almost picture people getting too into it. Like there are a few bodies off the world record and they start, dare I say, murdering to catch up. <laughs> well, it's... Uh... I don't know about that. What's next? That's us. Huh? Now let's uh, put it to the floor. There was one? You don't have any suggestions? We have two hours left. Silence from the crowd. Ah, uh, come on folks, you gotta have some suggestions. Like say, hypothetically you were planning on murdering someone. How would you get rid of the body? Silence. Eventually, someone holds up a hand. They're snickering, so Lacey is reluctant to pick them, but no one else is stepping forward. Yes, uh, you. Their eyebrows go up, and they glance around, pointing at themselves. Me? You are the only one with your hand up. I'd say maybe you could, like... They giggle. Hide it in a scarecrow? Bingo. You serious? That's the winner right there. They were clearly kidding. Tell me one good reason that's an excellent place to hate a body. It's unethical, for one. Admitted to cheating on your husband on live television today. Well, I don't have to respect him. He's alive. That's not the expression. Just because respect the dead is a more common expression doesn't mean you shouldn't respect the living. Think of the smell. You haven't thought of the smell. Aren't scarecrows designed to smell bad in the first place to, to scare birds that might be a thing actually if it's not it is now oh Lacey, is, is that a corpse that i smell on your premises no you dumb bitch it's a very effective scarecrow weird that you used yourself in such a morbid hypothetical but yeah huh <laughs> that might actually be a really eco-friendly way to get rid of a body and the killer would walk free, most definitely. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but within the context of this protest. Uh, we still on that island, so I think we can wrap this up. Feels like you said we had two hours left, like four hours ago. It was like two minutes ago, if that. Thanks for coming out, everybody. Someone comes to the front of the stage. Hey, uh, I know this was a free event, but I feel like I'm entitled to a refund anyway. Moira, do you need a, a raid? Uh, yeah. Sure. Thanks. <laughs> I'm pretty wasted. They get in Lacey's car, and soon they're on the road. Lacey takes out a flask. <laughs> Damn. You on the hard stuff too now, huh? It's a herbal remedy. 
perfect for sobering up. Lacey offers Mara with a flask. All yours. Why do you have this? Well, we had a big day. I figured you might, you know. Well, I'm both offended and flattered that you had so little faith in me. Mara takes the flask and, over the course of the next few minutes, drinks the whole thing. Tasted pretty good, actually. Although I'm... Mara frowns, touching her hand to her stomach. She glances at Lacey. Lacey is smirking. You good? Stop the car. I think I'm gonna... You're gonna what? Slowly, Lacey pulls over. They're on a dirt track road surrounded by trees and not much else. I think I'm gonna... Mara gets out, stumbling away from the car. Lacey, getting out of the car. I can't really help you if you don't tell me where you're, what you're gonna... Mara returns to her, clutching her chest now. I think I'm gonna... Mara kills over, head first. She hits the ground with a thud. Well, that's that. After searching on her phone for a place that sells straw, burlap sacks, and planks of wood, Lacey pulls up at Scarecrow Materials and more. Can't believe there's a whole store for that. I wonder where the more is. <laughs> She's, I guess you can be employees. Well, she sees an employee wheeling carts nearby. She gets out of her car and walks up to them. Hey, you, what's the what's the more? Mod. Yeah, but what what is it? Scarecrow Materials and, and what else? Mod. The album. More? The album? More. The album. Why is it on the same? People like music. Is it more by Pink Floyd? No. More by Beyonce? No. More by Crystal Lewis? Probably easier if I just tell you which album it is. Yeah, I guess that's true. Alright, thanks. Lacey shoves past the employee and heads inside the store, where she buys all the materials required to build a scarecrow and no more. Then she heads back to her car and drives home. Three hours later, she leaves her home and gets back in her car. She takes a deep breath, trying to forget the horrifying images of what she just did to Mara's corpse. But those images will remain for a long, long time. Isn't that silly? She drives for several hours out in the countryside, trying to find a farm without a scarecrow. But almost every farm she passes already has one up. There's so many scarecrows, in fact, that she starts to worry if the person in the crowd that suggested hiding bodies in scarecrows had already been doing it for weeks and was some kind of deranged serial killer. But that seems unlikely, considering the amount of serial killers that never get found out. Comforted by this logic, she shoves that thought on her mental lockbox too, and just then, she spots a field without a scarecrow. There's a knock at the door. Susan glances at her husband, Reginald. Who could that be at this hour? What are you talking about this hour? It's 2pm. I know. Then why did you say this hour? Susan shrugs. You really don't do well in this world. Do you at least hate to say it? I honestly would go so far as to say that I don't hate to say it. I just hate that it is. Reginald opens the door. It's Lacey, which makes sense, since she's basically the only other character in the story. Hi, what can we do for you? Lacey dumps a scarecrow, one that looks remarkably heavy, on the farmer's doorstep. Reginald takes a step back. Lacey gestures with her palms up. You're welcome. She turns to go back to her car. Wait, wait, wait. Stop. What is this? What's going on out there, Reginald? Can the... Hold on. 
Can the cows speak? What a fucking it's a scarecrow. Line. <laughs> <laughs> it's a scarecrow. I noticed you were needing one. Consider a, a, a donation. But who are you? Not important. It's at least somewhat important. God, can't a gal do a good deed? Susan comes to the door. Can the cows speak? Why does she keep asking if the cows can speak? Uh, she had a dream a while back where a cow shook her awake and told her that she was the only human on earth that could speak to cows, and therefore the only human on earth that could teach cows to speak, and therefore the only human on earth that could save cow kind from the ongoing slaughter. And then later, that night, I had another dream. Or was it the same dream? I can't remember. But I dreamt that I was back in my old school. Well, I, d- I don't care about that part. Nobody cares about that part, Susan. Nobody cares about that part. But do you care about this? Lacey prods the scarecrow corpse with her foot. Bad transition. You barely needed a transition. This isn't like a podcast or something. Oh, you're into podcasts? I dabble. I've been known to dabble. You want to know my favorite podcast? Sure. Lacey stomps on the scarecrow corpse. Hard. This fucking scarecrow. Not a podcast. Um, stop with the transitions. Why do you have this scarecrow? I drive past your farm every goddamn day of my life, alright? And every single time I drive past, I hold there be a scarecrow up, but no. Never. Zada. Nelch. And I watch them, the crows, eating up all your crops. They're mocking you. Laughing in your face. They'd eat you if you looked any more delicious than you already do. We actually don't really get many crows around here. Actually, a uh, fun fact, they're sort of extinct around these parts. It all started in 1901 when a haunted salmon. Obviously, I don't fucking care about any of that. I, ju- I just want you to take the damn scarecrow. Are you going to take the scarecrow? Are you going to take the damn scarecrow off my hands? Can you do that? Can you take it off my hands? I really love it if you can take it off my hands. Right, fine, fine. God, we'll take the damn scarecrow. No. Reginald gasps. Lacey gasps. Susan. Susan barks. Susan, <laughs> Susan barks. Susan barks like a dog. They turn to see a child in the stairwell of the house. Oh my god, a child. Jesus Christ, whose child is that? What? It's our child. Her name is Stavis. Then why did you... Wait, her name is what? Still living at home, even after all these years. But we wouldn't have it any other way. Still, she looks six. Five. She should be moving out anytime soon if she's five. Oh, she's not five. She's six. You just said she was five. I said she looked five. No, you didn't. We can check the tapes. What are you talking about? A man in old Tammy clothing appears from behind the door. He rewinds the tape recorder he's holding and hits a button. The conversation they just had plays. Still living at home, even after all these years. But we wouldn't have it any other way. Still, she looks six. Five. She should be moving out any time soon if she's five. Oh, she's not five. She's six. You just said she was five. I said she looked five. No, you didn't. We can check the tapes. What are you talking about? Then the man returns to behind the door. Inconclusive. Has he been there this whole time? No. All said. Sorry, Stavis. Yeah. Sorry, what? 
Stavis approaches her mother and father. You remember the tales, don't you, father? And, and mother. Reginald sighs. <laughs> yes, Davis, I remember the tales. But that's all they were. Tales. What tales? A few months ago, round these parts, there was a string of mysterious disappearances. Insanely eloquent for a six-year-old. That's Scotland for you. Oh, so we are in Scotland. Everyone that disappeared, they were all children. And Chris, no one's ever found out what happened to them. It's remained a mystery to this day, the fate of those children and Chris. Sorry, I can't not bring up this Chris you keep mentioning. Chris was a 38-year-old engineer that went missing around the same time that all the kids did. We mourn for him, too, but by God, if he didn't make it all that harder to tell a story. No, I feel you. It's it's and Chris, and Chris, and Chris. I honestly wouldn't made if for the rest of the story you left Chris out of it completely. I reckon we could do that permanently. Yeah, it's a small town. I'm sure no one would notice if we erased Chris from the official records. Did he have family? Just a rug. Alright, so we're all in favor. First chance we get, we're going to head down to the town hall and erase all mention of Chris's disappearance. Aye. For the greater good. Aye. Susan barks like a dog. Where were we? Well... This wasn't actually the first time a string of child disappearances and cri- <clears throat> This wasn't actually the first time a string of child disappearances has happened in this town. It also occurred 27 years ago. Only in that instance, four more children disappeared. How many? Every. Every single one? Stavis nods. I can't believe I hadn't heard about any of this. I mean, I live like a, a few hours away. What does it have to do with scarecrows? Just leave it, Stavis. No, I'd like to hear. I'm actually interested. Well, not interested, but standing. During both strings of disappearances, there were sightings. It's nonsense. Collective delusions brought on by fear. Of scarecrows? They'd see scarecrows moving. Every now and then, in the middle of the night, the townspeople would glance out of their windows and into the fields, and swear they saw a scarecrow move just once, just a little. The farmers would check the scarecrows. At one point they even got rid of all the scarecrows to put everyone's fears to rest, but some were never convinced. Some could never shake the feeling that the scarecrows somehow were the ones behind the disappearances. So they left, they left, and they never came back. I regret asking to hear the rest of the story. Kind of trailed off towards the end there, huh? Yeah, like, people thought the Scarecrow's dead. That's it. That's the headline. Go on with it, you know? She's six, to be fair. Doesn't quite know how to tell a story well yet. Ah, well. She'll get there. Reginald ruffles his daughter's hair. Won't you, darling? Are you really going to take this Scarecrow? (laughs) Yes. This nice lady, or I guess sort of obnoxious lady, has done us a huge favor bringing it here. At the least we could do is accept. The least you could do is not accept. Well, that wouldn't really be doing anything, so that's not right. You're still operating under the belief that you have to do something, which is in no way true. You have no idea who this woman is. Oh, God. Stavis, do you have to be constantly young Sheldoning? 
Can't you just be like the other kids? Can't you be like Prudy? Stavis tears up. She turns for the stairs and runs to her room, slamming the door shut. Reginald shrugs. Kids, am I right? We'll take it. What? The scarecrow. We'll take it. It's a very generous offer. That's British. (laughs) (laughs) The scarecrow. We'll take it. It's a very generous offer and we'd like to accept. Oh. Okay, Susan. Cool. Alright. Well then, I'll I'll be on my way. And don't make your six-year-old move out anytime soon, right? Especially if the strings of disappearance is going on. But also just generally bad to do. Criminal, I think. Most definitely criminal. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> Don't. Lisa gets in her car and drives away. Later that night, Susan gently shuts the door of the farmhouse. She's come outside for some fresh air and to try to talk to the cows. She glances over at the newly erected scarecrow and sees three stray dogs chewing on the legs. Susan dashes over to the legs, but interestingly, she doesn't bark at them. She makes vague shooing noises until they finally scarp her. She kneels down to inspect the scarecrow's legs, and that's when she hears a groan. Susan yelps, falling backwards into the crops. What are the crops, you might be wondering? Black tar heroin. Yeah. Suddenly, the scarecrow takes a step forwards, and Susan starts screaming. She runs back to the house, and by the time she's at the door, Reginald has swung it open, shotgun in hand. Stavis is cowering behind his legs. What is it? What's happening? It's the fucking, it's the fucking scarecrow, Reginald. It's fucking alive. Oh my god. Nonsense, that's... (laughs) But then a figure emerges from the dark, lumbering along towards them, barely audible groans emanating from its head of straw. Jesus Christ. The tales were true. Daddy, the tales were true. Everyone's fucking aware of that, darling. Thank you. Reginald pumps his shotgun, or whatever the fuck you do to a shotgun to make it ready for the blammo, and marches towards the approaching scarecrow. He raises the shotgun and fires. Several miles away, Lacey is scrolling through her WordPress descriptions on her phone, because some people must do that. She sees a new post from her new favourite blog, Poison 101. Her heart skips a beat when she sees, in the title of the post, the word retraction. She opens the post and reads, Hey, budding killers. I'm afraid I've been a bit of a clumsy little trash can whore this week. Whoopsie. Essentially, the article I posted entitled Best Poisons for Murdering Colleagues had a bit of a mistake in it, and I couldn't on my conscience just edit it in silence. When I wrote about arsenic as a great poison for murdering colleagues specifically, I got the recommended dosage way far off. We're talking, holy shit, how could she ever have thought that would be enough arsenic to kill a person far off? <laughs> the actual required dosage is... more. Alright, smell you later. Lacey takes a deep breath. Oh no. What are you doing? Get away from that thing, we, ne- we need to burn it! Reginald continues yanking at the scarecrow's head until finally it comes free. He stares down at the face of a real human woman. Then he glances at the torso of the scarecrow, at the blood still pouring out of the many holes he shot in it. He slowly puts the straw head back on, before getting to his feet and turning to address his family. Alright, so that's a person. What's that? What are you talking about? It's not some supernatural entity. It's a person. I shot and killed a person. Dear lord. We're killers. Well, we're your killer. I don't know about... We've killed. Why would someone do something like that? And can the cows speak? Dress up as a scarecrow and wait till the dead of night to attack? I'm not quite... Wait. 
Holy shit. What? It was a prank. A tasteless, morbid prank. That woman that dropped the scarecrow slash person off must have known that people around here believed that scarecrows were the ones who took the children and arranged this prank in order to, I don't know, show people how ridiculous they were being or something. Show people that trying to blame real tragedies on supernatural entities that most likely don't exist is very clearly just a coping mechanism and quite disrespectful to the families of those who actually went missing who don't have the luxury of blaming the boogeyman but must instead face the constant, brutal reality that they'll never know what happened. God, you really just talk a lot. Even I'm picking up on that, and I'm barely cognizant. But if this was just a prank, then wouldn't the lady from before have been watching from somewhere? Possibly even filming? Stavis looks out at the horizon. Do you hear that? In the distance, they see the approaching headlights of a car. Oh, God. So, anyone have a plan, or are we shoving this thing in the closet? As she approaches the farmhouse, Lacey frantically scans the field for any sign of a scarecrow, to no avail. Her heart pounding, she slams on the brakes and hops out of the car. She knocks hard on the farmhouse door. Almost immediately, the door is opened. Evening? Um, hey, is there a, um, hmm, uh, well. That's very good. Is that all you came to say? No, I, I, uh... Lacey's eyes follow a trail of loose straw on the carpet, all the way to the closet, where a pool of blood is gradually expanding. Reginald sighs. <sighs> Probably should have gone with one of the upstairs closets, yeah. That's my bad. Lacey barges past him to the closet, throwing it open. The scarecrow corpse of Moira tumbles out, and she leaps to her left so it crumples to the floor. Lacey slowly turns to the family. Reginald slowly turns to Lacey. I can explain. I can explain. What's that now? Hmm? This was a, a morbid prank that you pulled, and if anyone's responsible for the death of that poor person, I think that it's you. What prank? Stavis drags her eyes away from the bleeding corpse on the floor of her home. Your prank? Which prank? You're looking at it. Lacey peers down at the body. You thought this was a, a prank? Of course it was a prank. Why else would you have given us a scarecrow with a person inside? Um, yeah, yeah, no, good good point. That's really the, um, it being a prank is really the only possible explanation for that. Unless... What? No, no, not unless, not unless. Did you think they were already dead? No, well, <laughs> well... So what if I did? So what if I thought I'd successfully murdered my colleague? She was a shit. She was a shit. You don't even know, man. That made my work a living hell. Only five hours a week, and yet she made every second of it. Five hours a week? Yeah. You killed your colleague because she annoyed you for five hours a week? Well, it wasn't really much to do with her, to be fair. I just mostly just wanted to feel how it felt to kill someone. That's fair. But you failed. But you succeeded. You killed this woman tonight. So if I'm going down for attempted murder, you bet your ass you're going down for finishing the fucking job. Listen, listen. I'm sure there's a way we could work this out without any of us going to jail. Sure. All we have to do is think of a way to get rid of the body. So, uh, anyone? Uh... Well, I already tried the scarecrow thing. We all saw how, how that worked out. Susan? Cremation? I'm sorry? Stavis, don't you have any ideas? 
I'm six. All right, let's uh, let's put it to the floor. All right, um, that actually that really helped me. That was surprising, but it helped me. Really, there was a lot of like sad. Like that was yeah, it kind of weighed me down. Actually, I feel like I have baggage from that. Well, that was sort of my shit. Like that was really fucking good, and I just that was it for me. In a good way. This time, I'm not really liking how much that cheered you, and not your jeb, your 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 demeanor. You seem you seem thrilled to be alive now, and it's a little jarring. I'm positively cheesed to be alive right now. I feel like I. It's just the transition was so fast. Do you mind if I, I? Maybe this is I don't know. Maybe this is. Do you mind if Do you mind if I like, try and balance the scales a little try and bring you down just just sure. just a peg i'll allow it i'll allow it bob dole he mm-hmm. uh it was a false alarm are you serious yeah they uh the, are you fucking kidding buried, right now yeah they buried the wrong the wrong one you know what he did you know why i'm acting like this right now yeah what, what yeah what did he do what did Bob Dole t- do to you? Well, you know, like the Dole cups, like the little cups of fruit that you get. Mm. Killed my family. Killed my family. <laughs> Killed all of them. So, Every single okay. one. So a Poisoned. Dole cup is, Poisoned. is some... Uh, uh, wait, so did Bob Dole poison your family via Dole cup? Bob Dole, I assume, is the owner of Dole, like the Dole company that makes the cups. Sure. I mean, he fucking may be. I don't know. Could be. Couldn't tell you. Yeah. Bob Cups? <laughs> Bob Buell Cups? Bob Buell Cups? That's sort of where, like, you pop it open and there's a question on the back. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Well, you pop... Yeah, okay. So it's fruit. You pop it open... No, no, it wasn't fruit. Sorry. <laughs> the Bob Buell Cups? Sorry, the what? Bob Buell Cups are not fruit. Don't Bob. ever fucking think they're fruit again. They're Bob actually... Bob Bull. They're actually a very tiny... Uh, What's it called? Like the little when you have like meat and cheese, and then like some uh, lunchables, I believe. Yeah, it's like a little lunchable in a, in a, in a little cup. <laughs> lunchab, lunchab, lunchabule for sure. Lunchabule is the working title for it for sure. Yeah, and it sure do be working. It's carrying the fucking company. <laughs> It really sure it sure do be working. <laughs> oh, you know what? Yeah. He has dead. What? Who's dead? Bob Dole, he has dead. Oh, nice. Okay, good. Oh wait, fuck. Oh my god. Sorry, it's you know Twitter. <laughs> the rumors. The rumor there's a rumor the about rumors? You know what? Twitter <laughs> Here's my problem with Twitter. Sure. It's just a bunch of people and they're just saying this, you know, they're just saying this, saying. Is he dead or not? Is he dead or not? Bob Dole is permanently both and neither. Here's my theory. Bob Dole is an old celebrity, right? Sure. A very famous celebrity. This is your theory of who Bob Dole is? 
There will always be. <laughs> no, there's more. There will always be a rumor on Twitter or on the internet sphere right. that Bob Dole has died, right? Even if it's just one tweet for an hour, you know, that's, you know, that could right. be true. So, much like the titular cat, <laughs> not, a use of the, not a great use of titular, much like Schrodinger's p- pussy, if you will, <laughs> <laughs> he is permanently both alive and meow. For sure. I mean, yeah, like what you just said, kind of, you said Schrodinger's pussy. I just wanted to get that out of the way. Um, that kind of brought me back down. So I think I think we're there. I think we're there. Oh, now. I did my job and I didn't even mean it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Wow. I'm glad to hear. Can I interest that. you in? Can I interest you in something new and fresh? Yeah, I wonder what this could be for sure. If you listen to uh, Bob Buell's little podcast that he does, um, mm-hmm. you can call seven three two five nine two nine eight three eight, and sort of leave him a little message. Like, ask him a question. Ask a, ask our boy a question. He won't You'll get finally... it because he's dead. He won't get it because he's dead. That's true. Yeah, if you if you you is doubtful you've ever heard um, Bob Buell's voice, if you haven't heard Nine Nine Questions podcast because he doesn't really do any other form of media. Um, well, he so was in that Wendy's commercial. He was in that oh, Wendy's he, he was the nugget. He was the nugget for sure. Yeah. What can I um can I uh this an American number? Can I can I uh, can I get in on that action or no? No. Was that a WhatsApp number or no? I said no. So I'm just fucked? You're nothing to him. So you're saying Bob hates the non-Americans? I'll put that on the record right now. Bob Buell hates non-Americans. I'm glad, I'm, glad we, I'm glad we have that clean. And then this is where we end it, where Bob comes in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, take it away, Bob. Take away, Bob. Take away, don't Bob. say anything. Don't say anything really out of left field about how much you fucking hate Bob. Don't, we'll wait don't, for don't your response, Bob. Bob. You'll we'll don't wait for your response. Yeah. If 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 Bob doesn't listen to this episode and doesn't find out, then we can just assume that he does indeed hate America. Bob. I here's 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 what we're gonna do. Silence right? in my eyes do. is a confession. This episode is gonna come out either the 11th or the 12th, right? Mm-hmm. Bob Buell, if you don't respond to our accusations to our absolutely trying to bring you down from the inside if you don't respond by the 16th then something i can't i don't know what's gonna happen but i couldn't think of anything but bob you have to answer by the 16th you have to answer by the 16th or the court will get involved the court will get involved for sure and not the court you think of, the tennis court. We're going to fight <laughs> on the tennis court. You're going to fight Bob Ewell. At no point did I know where that was going. Me either. <laughs> this has been Lost in Narration. Tune in next week to find out what the boys get into next. Uh, though it's it's probably more books. Because of the library thing. Yeah.